If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. This program is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any illness. Please speak with your doctor when starting a new health program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wellness Talk this week. This is George Batista, your host and your wellness advocate. Wellness Talk, as always, is the show that goes over the latest in health and healing and nutrition. And I'm very, very excited today because we have an act, a very special guest. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing the subject of vitamin C, uh, as well as other therapies for viral illnesses with one of the world's leading experts on this subject, Dr. Thomas Levy. Now, uh, Dr. Levy is a board-certified cardiologist and attorney. Uh, he was recently inducted into the Orthomolecular Hall of Fame, uh, and he has uh, he's traveled all around the world lecturing on the benefits of vitamin C and its applications. Uh, he's written 13 books, including Primal Panacea and Curing the Incurable. His latest book is called Rapid Virus Recovery, No Need to Live in Fear. And I am honored to have him on this program. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Levy. My pleasure, George. Glad to be here. So first of all, I've, I've, uh, I've followed your, your work for many years now. And uh, one of the things that I, I love that you do is you break things down to the molecular level, but it, you make it easier, you know, for, for the average person to understand, even when it's complicated. And, um, so, and that, that stuff is fascinating to me, but, um, for the, for the folks who, who are, are not familiar with your work, um, I know that you were a, a conventionally trained cardiologist and you, uh, I know you, you followed the kind of the standard of care, protocol in medicine for many years uh, until you, you met a gentleman named uh, Hal Huggins, uh, Dr. Yes, Huggins, right, who, who was a, uh, a biological dentist, and he kind of changed your view of health and healing, and which led you not, to this. Not kind of. Oh, he absolutely <laughs> changed it, of, right? Yes. He absolutely. <laughs> and which led you to your, you know, to uh, what you're doing now. So just uh, take me back to exactly what he showed you and, and you know, go into those things of exactly w what you learned from him. Well, I was in Colorado Springs, Colorado, having a traditional adult cardiology practice. And I might add, at just a couple months before I even met Dr. Huggins in Colorado Springs, I was just sitting there contemplating the universe in my office when I wasn't seeing a patient. And I literally said to myself, you know, this cardiology is fine and good, but 
this is not what I want to be doing the rest of my life, but I don't know what it is that I do want to be doing. I mean, literally, you know, what they say, what the, when the student is ready, the, the teacher will appear. Whether you believe that's true or not, it couldn't have been truer than in my case. So I met Dr. Huggins and he had a very large dental clinic and he had a protocol and he had patients coming in from around the world, literally. They'd come for a two-week visit, uh, not stay inpatient, stay at hotels, and then come to the clinic every day. And they would get what we called a total dental revision, all the mercury out, root canals out, any other infected teeth, infection, uh, and uh, sinus check, you name it, along with a good diet, specific diet, and specific supplements. And I had the occasion to see things that's happened in just two weeks that weren't supposed to ever happen by modern medical standards. I saw titers of the test for lupus, anti-nuclear antibodies, go from very high to almost zero in two weeks. And you talk to any rheumatologist or internist, once those, once those levels go up, they never come down again. Right. Well, it was all due to dental toxicity, which Dr. Huggins took out. But probably the most pivotal moment, you might say, was early on, he asked me to just come by and look at the clinic. I wasn't working with him yet, although I would later on. And there was a little old lady, pretty sick, neurologic disease, and she was in the dental chair getting a load of heavy-duty dental work, extractions, you name it, the type of stuff that puts a college kid to bed for a week, okay? And it was kind of peculiar. She seemed to be getting more and more animated in a good way as it went on. And about three hours later, she's getting over the anesthesia and, and she asked her caretaker, you know, let's go out to eat somewhere tonight. I'm, I'm ready to have a good meal, even though she didn't have that many teeth left. Right. And Hal came into the operatory at that time and I said, okay, Hal, I give up. What the heck is going on here? Why am I seeing this type of recovery in somebody that should be ready to go to bed for a week? And he pointed at the IV. And I said, well, okay, well, that's very interesting. Uh, I'm familiar with IVs, Hal. What's the, what's the secret? He said, well, it's what's in it. I said, okay, I'll bite. What's in it? He said, 50 grams of vitamin C. Wow. And that just came out of left field, swatted me upside the head, set me reeling, doing cartwheels. I knew vitamin C existed, but not much beyond that. And if you look at the modern textbooks of medicine, uh, Harrison and Cecil Loeb, each about 4,000 pages, they don't even mention vitamin C in any capacity at all. So I'm not in the habit of ignoring what I witnessed. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's no way I'm going to brush this off as anecdotal. So that, that day began my 25-year odyssey, I suppose, that you could say up to this point in time. Wow. And I'd never practiced another day of cardiology after that. I uh, worked with Dr. Huggins for a few years. He was generous enough in paying me, and I had enough time on my hands, and I saw the incredible legal abuse that he underwent on almost a daily basis that he actually had a lawyer retained full-time just to take care of the nuisance of it all. And Somehow I decided, <laughs> it seemed insane now, 
but I, I somehow decided, well, I think the next step to do is to get a law degree. And I commuted to Denver from Colorado Springs for three years. So I call it the $90,000, 90,000-mile 90, law program. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so things have progressed up to that point today. And interestingly enough, and I know we'll get into it, it's interesting how I feel my life has been guided. I mean, here I am working on vitamin C, and then the pandemic hits, and I go off on hydrogen peroxide. And I discover in the course of all that, that hydrogen peroxide and vitamin C are two of the most synergistic partners in dealing with pathogens. So it's just all converging into one direction. So there, there we stand today. Unbelievable. That's that's great. Well, first of all, I commend you on on taking that journey because I can I can only imagine that it wasn't easy, especially with colleagues and, and that type of thing. But um, I was, you know, I, I think about that because, and I kind of relate to, uh, to it a little bit because I was the guy years ago, the average guy that had a lot of health issues, and I I went to my you know, my practice, my general practitioner to try to help to resolve those issues. And they really couldn't help me. Uh, they just managed my symptoms, basically. So I had to kind of take it upon myself to learn about nutrition and to learn about whole, you know, holistic health and all these things. And that was one of the things that brought me to vitamin C. And vitamin C is one of the things to this day that I've used to help me clean up a lot of those, a lot of those things. But the, you know, but then you kind of turn around and you realize when you, you know, when you, when you kind of make that leap, then you realize that the traditional doctor is basically, you know, they're so indoctrinated into the way of thinking and their methodology as far as their practice and the standard of care that, you know, they ignore all the other science and vitamin C and all those other things. You say way of thinking. I mean, I don't want to sound too hard, bitten and cynical, but I would say in modern medicine, no thought takes place at all. I mean, they strictly, you come in, they spend 10 minutes with you, uh, and you get stuck into a protocol, baseline blood work, that's it. And right. then come back for another visit every three months, five or 10 minutes, symptom better, symptom worse. I mean, not a moment of real thought goes into, quote, unquote, modern medical care at all. I like to say, and I'm dead sincere when I say this, that most doctors consider their graduation day as a validation of their right to never think again. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's a powerful statement, but it's, but it, yeah, you, I, you know, it, it definitely, there is truth to that, you know? So, but, um, so, you know, I want, I want to talk about, you know, let's, let's get into a little bit of, of the meat and potatoes of, of vitamin C. And, and uh, because again, this is, I've talked about vitamin C on my show like crazy, I advocate for it. You know, my family takes it. My friends take it, all of that type of thing. But, you know, when, when the average person thinks about vitamin C, they think about, well, something I can take when I get a cold or they may get it, you know, in their orange juice or they may get it, you know, in their food and that type of thing. You know, they don't really take it as really seriously. But you have been quoted as saying that vitamin C resolves all acute viral syndromes for which it has been adequately dosed. Now, that is a powerful statement. And that, and that to me says you definitely need to be taking uh, vitamin C seriously. So why is vitamin C so powerful and why is dosage so powerful? 
Well, you know, the, a, a analogy, uh, excuse me, a other interpretation of the statement you just made is that properly dosed vitamin C takes care of every disease or condition for which any vaccination is offered for any reason. Look at that. So now with regard to vitamin C itself, a lot of the damage to vitamin C, if you will, comes from the fact of being labeled a vitamin. I mean, it's a vitamin is something you need in tiny amounts to prevent a deficiency syndrome. Right. Well, vitamin C is actually the most important nutrient in your body, which you need mega doses of, not micro doses, in order to properly function uh, and minimize the impact of disease and aging, etc. And the reason why vitamin C is so pivotal comes around to what causes all disease. Now, that might sound grandiose, but I'm going to tell you right now what causes all disease. What causes all disease is an excessive presence of toxins, which are pro-oxidants, oxidizing agents. They take electrons away from biomolecules, uh, RNA, DNA, protein, lipids, enzymes, sugars, all of those things, once they become oxidized by a toxin, mm -hmm. okay, they become dysfunctional or they completely lose function. So the biomolecule is now sort of a blank key that does nothing other than occupying space inside the cell. When vitamin C comes along or other good antioxidants and redonates, restores the normal electron balance by donating electrons to those molecules, they regain normal function, and the clinical condition is resolved. The corollary of that is, you see a lot in the literature that says oxidative stress causes disease. Mm -hmm. Yes, but the more accurate statement is oxidation is disease. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. There's nothing going on inside the cells that makes it a Parkinson's cell or an Alzheimer's cell or a fibromyalgia cell other than the unique array of different biomolecules being in the oxidized state in different locations, different concentrations for different durations of time. Right. And the only reason that you don't usually get over a chronic disease, and this is something we can go into a little bit later, is that in the affected tissue, there's almost always pathogen colonization providing new oxidative stress on a daily basis. So like Dr. Huggins told me many years ago, Tom, you can't dry off while you're still in the shower. Right. Okay, so there's two basic phases to properly treat any condition. One is repair old damage and stop new damage. And that damage, of course, is oxidation. And it's really that simple. So what causes disease is simple. And as, of course, we all know, what resolves it is a whole lot more involved but it still circulates around those principles. And any protocol that you develop, you should keep in mind, what am I doing to slow down or prevent 
the oxidation of more biomolecules at the same time while I'm trying to bring in enough vitamin C and other good nutrient molecules. All nutrient molecules are antioxidant in nature. Right. All nutrient molecules to restore those oxidized biomolecules back to their normal reduced state. Wow. Unbelievable. So, you know, uh, you know a lot of people don't know, um, and you, you could speak to this part later than anybody, um, humans have, I guess, what they call a genetic defect regarding vitamin C. Yes. <laughs> it's very interesting, and it's, um, I'm glad you brought that up because we actually have something that can address that now, believe it or not. Uh, I think it's probably going to go down if it ever picks up any steam because a lot of people are cynical about it, but it may go down as the most significant supplement in the history of supplements. Wow. When you have a normal functioning liver and everything's working well, which is not the case in human beings, but in animals, you have glucose being transformed by a four enzyme sequence into vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So the, the animals make their own vitamin C secreted directly into the blood. How elegant. Mm -hmm. In most human beings, and I say most because there are exceptions. In mm -hmm. most human beings, you have not a genetic defect, but an epigenetic defect, meaning mm -hmm. you don't have an abnormality in the DNA sequence. You have an abnormality in the reading of it to transcribe it into a protein. Okay. And epigenetic means something back on top of it. So they have evidence that certain chemicals cause a Passover type of thing, mm -hmm. where normally your messenger RNA ribosome is transcribing it, can't proceed beyond a certain point, and you can't make the, uh, the enzyme or the vitamin C, and that's it. Can't make the enzyme that makes the vitamin C. Right. When this is present, you can pass over it, and they continue it. So you might not have an absolute 100% perfect uh, enzyme, but it has enough function that it goes on and makes vitamin C. And we now have a product that overcomes this epigenetic defect. So far in the people that we've looked at, it's occurred... 100% of the time in about 23 or 24 people. Wow. Now, will that end up being 85%, 90%, 95, 98 over time? With I don't know, but it will be a substantially large percentage of the population responding positively. And what do I mean by responding positively? Uh, I've been taking it for seven years and <clears throat> in conjunction with the person who discovered it, I decided we needed to do the ultimate test. The ultimate test being in a vitamin C synthesizing animal, you're making so much vitamin C in the blood, and then you get an infectious or toxic challenge causing oxidative stress in the blood, and the liver starts making more vitamin C to deal with that oxidative stress. Now, if you're not making vitamin C, like most human beings are not, and you're measuring vitamin C levels in the blood, you hit that toxic stress and the blood levels just start dropping as you use up the vitamin C. Okay? okay. Okay. So a colleague of mine picked our poison. He chose dark, high alcohol concentration malt beer. 
and I chose Scotch whiskey. Nice. And we we had the laboratory people at the house drawing the blood. We both got pretty blasted. <laughs> uh, went to bed, got blood work done the next morning, and the final outcome was vitamin C levels, alcohol, vitamin C up, 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 staying elevated for a full 24 hours until all the alcohol was nebulized, uh, metabolized and then come back down again. Wow. So that's sort of like having your own on-call IV for vitamin C. Now, I don't recommend taking this by itself. I still think it's good to take a vitamin C supplement because you got to remember, you're only going to get that surge after you have the increased oxidative stress. It's going to only react to it. It's not going to prevent it. Right. So in the case of, you know, COVID protection and everything else, you still want to have a high amount of supplemented vitamin C on board to uh, deal with uh, any small amounts of virus you get exposed to before it becomes a substantial amount. And in that regard, the liposome vitamin C by Live On Labs is fantastic. And there's only one place for this other one I'm talking about. It's called Formula 216, Formula 216, and that's the website, okay. formula216.com. Great. And we'll we'll definitely put all the links in the description so people can check that out. Now, what what is, and I know I guess it depends on um, how sick a person is, that type of thing. What is the half-life of vitamin C when someone takes it? Well, orally, you're, if you're going to take it optimally, orally, you need to take it really every six hours, four times a day, which most people can't do. They wouldn't even try, which is another advantage of the liposome vitamin C. It sort of acts, it gets tra- where you want it to get, it gets trapped in the cell and doesn't get excreted out the blood. Right. With regular vitamin C into the blood, and then out through the kidneys, much right. of it. Right. So, but a practical point, if you're taking regular vitamin C, you know, three times a day is going to work pretty well for you. Uh, for most people, one to three grams, three times a day. The more you can tolerate, the better. Whatever dose you can take without causing a loose bowel effect. Mm-hmm. The more you should stick with that. So some people might be taking three grams and others will be best off taking 30 grams, which is not difficult to do when you take powder. When you take the powder, you have four grams in a slightly rounded teaspoon. So if you figure out that it's 30, you know, you take two rounded teaspoons every eight hours and I can't do the math. That'll come close. Okay, great, great. Now. Let's let's talk a little bit about the Live On Lab product because that that's something that I have talked about on this show as well. Um, I actually have a, a bunch of boxes in my pantry because that was one of the first things I, I bought when this whole pandemic started. Um, so the liposomal encapsulated vitamin C, you have talked about uh, how it's able to get in without uh, consuming energy. Explain right. that part. Okay, and let me say, too, that, well, I I am a consultant to Live On Labs Mm -hmm. in 15, 16 years, something like that. And I did it because I saw such phenomenal effects on myself that I didn't think were possible. uh, That's another story. But Live On Labs had such a skyrocketing success. I mean, I never saw so much fraudulent fraud and supplements in my life come Mm -hmm. in as just a... 
so let me start by saying, while I can't say there is no other legitimate liposome product, I will tell you the vast majority of products that are labeled as liposome are not. And the homemade liposome does not make liposomes. Now, what happens in a real liposome is it's, it was designed, designed literally in the 1960s in research to serve as an artificial cell and use that in different types of research. And literally, the membrane around the liposome is virtually identical to the membrane around all the cells in your body. Mm-hmm. And it's the membrane around all the subcellular organelles inside the cytoplasm. Now, this is significant because you have this intact. The inside is water-soluble. That's where you have your payload, the vitamin C. The the membrane itself is a lipid-soluble, not a fat-soluble, not a water-soluble area. And so it gets absorbed along the lipid channels. Not a, uh, So it goes directly in the lymphatic system right. in the digestive tract and not into the portal vein through the liver. So you absorb it very quickly into the lymphatics. What then doesn't get taken up by the immune cells surrounding the gut, proceed to the lymphatic till it goes to the thoracic duct and dumps into the bloodstream. And so now you have liposome encapsulated vitamin C in the bloodstream. Uh, and a lot of people get confused here because they stop at blood level, mm-hmm. thinking blood level means bioavailability. Well, for some things it does, but for this, bioavailability is how much you get inside the cell, right. not how much you get inside the blood. And with the liposomes, they'll both, you'll see the liposome going away too, but it's not going out through the liver. It's going inside the cells. So there's a different reason for the decline. Now, where does the energy sparing part come? When you take even vitamin C intravenously, it's unencapsulated, it's just vitamin C. Mm -hmm. And to get inside the cell, you need active transport to take the vitamin C up. So in other words... You need to consume energy, probably in the form of ATP. You need to consume energy to get your energy substance inside the cell. Uh, And the other way to get it in is when it's already oxidized, it passes into the cell without any problem, but it's not useful until, once again, you reduce it back to its active form. Now, what does the liposome do? The liposome does about three different things, potentially. One is in many of the cells, the liposome, if you make it uh, 100 nanometers, something along that line, there are pores that will pass directly through the cell and into the cytoplasm. That's number one. That requires no energy. Number two is uh, you have your cell here and the liposome comes along and then gloms and then merges with the membrane opens up and then deposits the contents inside. Because remember, I said the membranes are identical. So right. you get those together, they, they widen and they merge. And then finally, uh, for the liposomes that got in without merging, they can do the same thing to the mitochondria, to the endoplasmic reticulum, and to other subcellular organelles. Once they're inside the cell, they can do the same thing and merge inside there. So you get a deep um bioavailable access and those are non-energy consuming mechanisms and this makes sense at least it did to me because 
all of this really started with me and Live On Labs and the things that you now read all over the internet were basically reproductions of the experience that I talked about, the articles on my website, mm -hmm. uh, the truth about liposomes uh, is the article, is that I saw or I observed, they, they gave me a bunch of, of liposome product. They, they, they wanted me to help them out, endorse them. And I didn't know anything about liposomes. I didn't know anything about them. I said, fine, send me the product. And I just threw it in the corner. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. Hey Niner fans, George Kittle here with a pro tip for making the best play on your eyewear. Visit Zinni.com, the official eyewear of the 49ers. Zinni has changed the game for you, finally making prescription glasses affordable for everyone. At Zinni, you can find over 3,000 frames with unbelievable prices. Look for the Kittles collection so you can rock our styles every day too. So visit Z-E-N-N-I.com, start shopping from home using their virtual try-on, and change your eyewear game forever. And then a couple months later, I got sick with the flu. I had just closed my clinic in Colorado Springs and I couldn't run down and give myself an IV. And so I took a ton of regular vitamin C to the point that I had all the loose diarrhea that you get with that. Right. But I still felt lousy. Right. And I said, what am I going to do? And I remembered one thing they told me. I didn't know why, because I didn't know what a liposome was back then. They told me one thing. They said, this doesn't cause the bowel effect. It gets really well absorbed before it reaches the bowel. So I said, what the heck? And I took five packets, five grams all at once. No idea. That's just the bowel I chose. And within 20 or 30 minutes, I started feeling so much better. I was genuinely puzzled. I actually felt better in 30 or 40 minutes than if I was getting my usual 50 gram vitamin C IV. Amazing. And it was so puzzling that I did the really intellectually cowardly thing at that point in time. I said, well, it can't be true. I'll just ignore it. Right. And I had to repeat that scenario a couple times with family and friends until I said, well, okay, Dr. Idiot, I think it's about time you do some research and figure out what the devil a liposome is. <laughs> and, and that began the pathway to where we are now. And it's interesting. My my, uh, I had that experience with my daughter. I think it was it was actually right before the pandemic. My daughter had this fever that came out of nowhere, and I, and I already had a packet with me, uh, and I said, "All right, you're gonna take a few of these." And you know, trying to get it into a you know thirteen year old is, is is not an easy thing, you know. Right, right, right. But she, uh, you know, we figured out how to get get it in her, and she we I think she took, uh, and it was interesting because she all she had was a fever. She didn't have any any other symptoms it was just a fever but high fever and i think she took maybe three packs and by the next day it was gone Completely. you know a, a point too that I, I started with my daughter when she was two or three years old and this could apply to any age kid or a teenager that says oh yuck it's a gloppy oily type right, thing right. you mix it in some yogurt eat the yogurt exactly 
Okay. Exactly. So it got to where when I'd give my little girl her yogurt, she'd say vitamin C, vitamin C. So she <laughs> wanted me to put it in before I gave her the yogurt. That is awesome. That is that is so good. Yeah, my my daughter now she knows the uh, the slogan that I, I got from uh, um, Doctor uh, Saul. I think you've, mm -hmm. you've spoken with him where he yeah. says, uh, "Take enough C to be symptom free, whatever the amount might be." You know, and uh, she she knows that verbatim. So as, as soon as someone gets sick, that's <laughs> that's the Doctor Saul. Doctor Saul is old school, but very effective old school. By that I mean. I'm not saying he rejects liposomes, but he's worked with regular vitamin C right. all his life. And something happens, they just start taking it every hour, every hour, every hour. And it works very well that way, too. Yeah. That's that's why I tell people, okay, the, the liposomes are expensive way to get the vitamin C. But if you just want to be bothered with taking something once a day rather than throughout the day, it's the way to go. Combined with the fact that it'll give you more bang for your buck. I mean, effectively. Now, this is just an opinion, also based on my experience, what I talked to you about. Effectively, I consider one packet of the liposome encapsulated C taken orally to have the clinical impact of between 5 and 10 grams intravenously. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I heard you say that once before, and I was like, no way. <laughs> I was just... But if you have both, take both because yes. they, they both go to different places and do different things. So I'm definitely not disparaging intravenous vitamin C in the slightest. No, absolutely. And you've it's talked about the multi yeah. the multi C protocol, which yes. uh, I find yeah. that it's it's a it's a great way to go. So um, let's let's uh, turn it over to your latest book. Uh, your your latest book is called Rapid Virus Recovery. Okay, and. Uh, what is it? No need to live in fear. Now, I first of all, the, the title grabbed me right away. <laughs> you know, that that was that was one thing because That's I think of Dr. Saul. Oh, well, there you go. At there the time we were talking about it and he said and I was I was saying I can't say COVID in the title. I don't want right. to I, I need to find some place where you know, it's not going <laughs> to go crazy. And and uh, all what they said, well, how about rapid virus recovery? I said, wow. Yeah, I think you hit it. There you so, go. There you go. Who knows, Doctor Saul? <laughs> now, in in this book, you actually talk about um, hydrogen peroxide and and nebulization uh, along with vitamin C. So, how did that that how did that whole thing come about? I had been working with hydrogen peroxide for several years. First, when I did my research on magnesium for magnesium, magnesium book in 2017, mm -hmm. and I ran across nebulized magnesium chloride, I think for asthma. And I, I just, I, that just struck me as a bolt. I said, wow, nebulization. And I always had sinus problems, always had colds. I mean, coughs would last me forever. I mean, right. some people get over a cold in two days. I'd take two months. I said, you know, this is. Anyway, so it all was an exploration to find a way to bring my head and neck back to normal. And somewhere along the line, I finally uh, decided to try some, vitamin, some uh, hydrogen peroxide. And the effect was mind boggling. And it wasn't though until I was well into the epidemic, uh, the pandemic later on, it's amazing how things can be in front of them, in front of you, you still don't put it together. Mm -hmm. And I said, wait a sec, this is a respiratory virus too. You know, boom, boom, put the two together. 
And it was at that time that I read, and this was the trigger point for writing the whole book. I ran across an article that said, the epithelial respiratory cells lining the lungs adjacent to the airways continually make and secrete vitamin C into the air, uh, hydrogen peroxide into the air. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. Yeah. Furthermore, when you have a lung infection, you can measure an increased amount of hydrogen peroxide being exhaled in your exhaled breath. Then I started going more deeply into the research, and then what I saw was really mind-numbing, at least to me. I mean, we all know how anti-pathogen peroxide is. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it kills anything outside your body, does the same inside your body. Right. But the thing that everybody gloms onto, although the naysayers are, oh, this is bleach. You're inhaling bleach or this out of the other, blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, other than vitamin C, everything is toxic. Everything has a toxic level. Okay. So at the recommended levels, the peroxide, number one, has no toxicity. Number two is look at the composition. Water is H2O. Oxygen is O2. Hydrogen peroxide is H2O2. Right. Must be a coincidence that they're all so closely related. Well, as it turns out, after the hydrogen peroxide kills the pathogen, its residual metabolic byproducts are water and oxygen. Mm -hmm. Now, what better circumstance to help tissue that has been damaged by infection to have left behind after the pathogens are killed the two most important substances for healing well? water and oxygen right you hydrate and you oxygenate so that started putting things together and uh and then there's another and other incredible stuff about uh hydrogen peroxide not the least of which is it's one of the most common molecules that exists inside your body nothing more natural inside your body outside the cells inside the cells it's not unstable but highly stable it only destabilizes when you get into the microenvironment of increased acidic environment mm-hmm. and infection, right. then those circumstances turn it on. Vitamin C brings electrons into the cell. Those electrons pass through an iron intermediary, then into the hydrogen peroxide, produces hydroxyl radical, and kills anything. Okay. So, and the purpose of the book was, is, to end the pandemic and to end the pandemic, you need a cure that everybody can have. I go later on in the book and I say, Hey, look, you can, you can kill COVID and get rid of it with a lot of vitamin C, uh, vitamin D, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, ozone, ultraviolet blood irradiation, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. But Almost none of that is available to everybody on the planet. No, none of that is available to everybody on the planet. The only thing that's potentially available to everybody on the planet is hydrogen peroxide. And even in a a primitive community, if they could find some electricity somewhere, one nebulizer could serve the whole community. And one bottle, which you'd pay a dollar for, or maybe 65 cents at Walmart, a pint, 
has enough hydrogen peroxide to cure probably between uh, 40 and 80 cases of COVID or any other respiratory. So you immediately see when people say, where's the studies? Who is going to finance a study for something that displaces millions and millions and millions of dollars of therapies for nothing? Yeah. Ain't going to happen. And anybody that thinks, I'm sorry, that medicine works in the best interest of the patients is seriously self-deluded. Wake up or suffer the consequences because there are exceptions, but most of your mainstream doctors, you go and see them, really the last thing on their mind is whether you get better or not. The first thing on their mind is how expensive can we make the protocol? Okay. And if the patient gets well, well, that's great. That makes you look good too. And if you don't believe it, I'm sorry, but I know let's shift vitamin C for years and years and years. Now, every week, my mother, father, brother, sisters in the intensive care unit, I'm begging the doctor to give vitamin C and he, she won't do it. Okay. When that patient dies, the doctor should go to jail for negligent manslaughter or negligent homicide. There's no way around it. There's no rational reason at all for failing to give vitamin C in the intensive care unit other than sheer freaking arrogance. I'm in control. I'm going to stay in control. You stupid layperson, don't tell me what to do. Don't be ridiculous. And this is after you've given them a pound worth of articles. Right, right. Okay, so it's not like you just... So I have serious misgivings about the intrinsic morality of most of my fellow physicians. Not all of them, obviously, but most of them, absolutely. Most of them are just evil. Look at that. You know, it's it's interesting. And when this pandemic started, there was there was only a handful of of physicians that were actually using vitamin C. I know there were some in in Wuhan actually that were using vitamin C. A Uh, wonderful unintended consequence of the pandemic is more people are taking vitamin C now worldwide in the United States than ever before. And that's also, I'm going to tell you, one of the reasons why COVID has become so much less go straight to the ICU and get your ventilator and everything else. With regard to Wuhan, I don't know if you realize this, but the Chinese, I I actually visited China and gave some lectures in 2017. Mm -hmm. A a Chinese-American colleague of mine brought me over there. They love love vitamin C in China. They're doing top research on it, clinical, ICU, all the stuff that our arrogant United States won't touch. Now, as soon as Wuhan came out with COVID, coronavirus, China, who manufactures probably 90% of the vitamin C on the planet, okay, Mm -hmm. immediately had one of its major vitamin C manufacturers ship 50 tons of vitamin C to Wuhan. Wow. I wonder why. Yeah. That's why you couldn't find it on the shelves at that point. And right now, uh, I don't know where the the chart is that I just saw the other day, but uh, 
big old China where the where the pandemic started has far and away the lowest death rate per million from COVID right now. I think they're on the and they're on something ridiculous. Five or ten and the United States is up like four thousand. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. We're it we're incredibly arrogant in this country, especially when it comes to medicine. Yeah. And then you combine that with the politicians that have completely non-medical reasons for everything they do. Right. I still can't get over the fact early on in the pandemic, the Nevada governor by executive order prohibited hydroxychloroquine from being prescribed. So you have a politician telling doctors what they can or can't do anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's yeah, like I and I've heard you say before. I mean, there's is more politics in medicine than politics, right? That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. You know, it's 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 interesting because I I've I've thought to myself with therapies like this that exist, if and I know it would never happen, but you know, hypothetically, if if a good part of the world was allowed to use these types of things, you know, consistently, this pandemic would be would be history at some point, right? I, mean, I can tell you right now, I'll make it simple. And this would apply to anybody on a ventilator if they're at least more than a half an hour away from dying. You give them all 25 grams of vitamin C intravenously every six hours, 100 grams for 24 hours, and the less sick ones will be well in a day and a half, the severely ill ones will be well in three or four days, period, end of story, 100%. But... It's not going to happen like that. So we have to wheedle our way around it on doses. When you finally do get a doctor to that's never used vitamin C before to give vitamin C, they somehow think giving three grams is okay, but being giving 50 grams is deadly. Uh, They obviously still have no appreciation of what vitamin C does. Vitamin C is the only that I know of, the only substance for which no defined level of toxicity exists. Now put that in context. If you have a psychiatrically deranged person with a water drinking obsession, they can drink three or four gallons of water in 15 minutes, go into cerebral edema, have seizures and die. Right. That means the only thing you ingested was water and now you're dead. Yeah, yeah. That means water's toxic. Yep. Okay. Okay. Can't do it with vitamin C. Can't do it with vitamin C. <clears throat> I mean, vitamin C has even, has even, uh, there was that gentleman in New Zealand who was in a coma. Right. right? right. And yes. I know that they, had, I think you had some contact with the family at some point, but the, the, I never got more credit for doing less in my life. <laughs> I, I, I say that because I've counseled so many people in so many ways. Right. And the cousin or brother-in-law of the patient emailed me and said, Dr. Levy, do you think it would be of benefit to start giving this patient vitamin C intravenously? And I said, absolutely. That was my participation. I said, yeah. yes, vitamin C will help do it. <laughs> and, and I've got to know the family since then quite well. And they're delightful people and, and they're not wealthy, but they were well off enough that, that they could spend the money to get a lawyer uh, and put and put the doctors at the crosshairs. Yeah. And, and this gentleman literally got out of a coma 
yeah. with using v- this vitamin C. And the, and the doctor at some point had even, if I remember correctly, he he brought the the dosage back down without even talking to the family. That should have been attempted murder. Let yeah. me tell you why. Yeah. He started out on 50 grams twice a day. Right. Okay. And within 24 hours, the whiteout lungs started clearing up. And a day later, he was starting the, the, to resist the tube a little bit, waking up. And at that point in time, as you said, the doctor went down from 50 grams twice a day to one gram twice a day. Now, that begs the big, big, big question. If you think the vitamin C is worthless, you discontinue it. Mm-hmm. If you think the vitamin C is working and showed no toxicity, you continue it. What do you do if you want the patient to die, but want it to be said, we continue the vitamin C therapy and he didn't get well? That your primary goal was to disparage the vitamin C knowing the patient would die. As it turns out, he got the tube out too quick. Mm Mm-hmm. And the family was able to start giving six packets of liposomal vitamin C to him orally. And that finished it off. Wow. It's an, it's an incredible story. Um, and, uh, I would, I would definitely, you know, encourage anyone to check that story out because it's, it's, it's incredible. It's emotional, but, uh, it really, you know, demonstrates the power of, of, of vitamin C and what it can do. Probably. I, I think you can go to YouTube and type in, New Zealand, 60 minutes, vitamin C, and, and you'll probably go straight to it. Absolutely. It's about, it's about a 16-minute 16, 16 piece. Right. And I would say this. Unless you're made of stone, you ought to have some uh, tissues by yeah. nearby because it's hard not to shed a tear. Exactly. I agree. Agreed. So, you know, uh, Dr. Levy, it's, it's just amazing that I, I'm so glad that you're out there right now giving this information out. With, with your books and your lectures and all that, because again, this, you know, this is the time we need this stuff out there. And this is my little contribution is this show and having you on this show to talk about this stuff, because we really need to get this message out there. So, I mean, again, let me I, add a point about the hydrogen peroxide nebulization. Sure. Uh, I said you that I, I uh, have family in Colombia, and about three months before the pandemic started, one of my wife's friends had a pretty bad cold and cough, and I didn't know anything. About, the pandemic wasn't happening, but I had already been helping myself. I had my nebulizer. I had my peroxide. I let her nebulize. She got better so quick. It was amazing. And a day or two later, I was getting ready to leave, and she said, could you leave the nebulizer with me? So I said, oh, that's 30 bucks. So I said, yeah, sure, fine. Right. You know, take care of family and friends. Here's the peroxide. Then, three months later, pandemic hits. Fast forward a year and a half later, and I'm visiting Columbia again. And my wife's little friend has become the local barrio doctor for COVID. In that period of time, she treated 20 cases of COVID. Most of them advanced severe shortness of breath. Okay. She treated them with 3% peroxide nebulized for a half an hour, three times a day. So 90 minutes of nebulization, three times a day for five days. 
And after five days, she cured 20 out of all 20. Wow. Now, the really important takeaway here is I could never have known that for sure because if I had seen them, I'd have had to give them the vitamin C and the ivermectin and everything else I could find. But in her case, there was nothing else available. Right. And also might add that it's kind of funny because the 3% irritated a little bit of them in the nose and throat. And she said, well, we can dilute it down. They said, no, 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 no. Because they started getting such a rapid relief of their shortness of breath, they didn't want to mess with the concentration at all. And the bottom line then is that you take away from this, uh, I've expressed my gratitude to her a hundred times because like I said, it gave me information I couldn't possibly have obtained otherwise, except maybe over a very long period of time. Mm -hmm. This shows that the vitamin C nebulization is capable of curing COVID very rapidly in its advanced state as a standalone or monotherapy. Incredible. So. Incredible. What I, I mean, I mean, what can you say? It's just, I mean, you just, it's, you can't even, there's not much you can say about it. Is, is there a, um, a specific type of nebulizer that you would recommend to uh, people using that or? Well, they make handheld mesh nebulizers, but they're, finicky they break down easy right uh they're good if you're traveling or something like that but 30 bucks 40 bucks you get a tabletop model which is really nothing but an air pump an air mm -hmm. compressor right just and then you have your long tube and the action is in the little nebulization chamber that you put the solution in the air pump blows the liquid against some surface that turns it into vapor and then you inhale it so it's very simple but Many people still say, well, I don't know how to do it. So I understand a lot of people feel intimidated doing anything for the first time. Just go to YouTube yeah. and type in how to nebulize and you'll see that it's very simple. Nothing to really get you in trouble with or anything like that. It's very straightforward. Fantastic. So, and, and no brand recommendation. I mean, mm -hmm. you'll pay more and more and more for smaller, more compact air pumps. Okay, right. so right. you have a big one for 30 bucks and you have a little tiny one for 60 or 70 bucks, you know, something like that. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. That's, that, that's, that's gonna help everyone listening because uh, I think this, this, is, this information is invaluable here. So um, what I want everyone to do is, I, first of all, I want everyone to check out Dr. Levy's books, okay? Uh, he's got many books on vitamin C. I want them to also check out uh, his latest book, Rapid Virus Recovery, because it, it has all the information that we've discussed in detail. It's a fantastic book. All the links and everything are going to be down in the description. And also uh, his uh, website, peakenergy.com, has all fantastic articles. I, I use many of the, your articles as well to cite uh, you know, different studies and different types of things. So it's a lot of wonderful information. And you can feel free to uh, give them my email too. I, I don't like to stir people up and then hide from them. <laughs> right. and, and, and so far, it's, it's a large volume of emails, but it's not overwhelming. Okay. But I'm going to say ahead of time, I'm not doing consults on anybody. Okay, right. so don't say I've got X, Y, and Z and I'm taking this. Should I take more? Should I take less? What dose of this should I take? Mm -hmm. Should I take anything else? I'm not going to tell you. Right. Okay, so, but I can push people in directions for other information resources uh, and generally get them into a situation where they can get 
uh, in answer to whatever question they have. Excellent. Excellent. Great. Some good, good information to know. Dr. Levy, I want to thank you so much for being on this show. Really, really appreciate it. All the information that you give. So guys, remember, you know, take, check out his books. Again, all the information will be in the description. Um, other than that, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys, everyone so much for watching. I want to wish everyone a great day. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone and always take control of your health. Take care. Very good. Thank you, George. Take care. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC.